coming up next on this episode of the Unlock You podcast. My emotional part is longing and contending for a relationship. My mental part, but because I have in the last few years like struggled with health challenges, I often would think, wow, what will it look like to be in a relationship but have all of these health challenges? And so I would find myself like contending for a gentleman to know my worth, but then I would become afraid of mm. what if he finds out about this with me and about this, just mm. I've had this health struggle and this mm. health struggle. And I was having a conversation and he was letting me know like your self-protection has actually been your self-sabotage. And I have been living in self-preservation for years. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And it is my absolute extravagant privilege to be with incredible friends and I love them to pieces. And we are in love month. So I figured we would represent lots of different ways that people walk in community and in love and in relationship. So some people that might be in your marriage, you might be engaged, you might be out of a relationship and you might be somebody who is single and just thriving in community. And so we wanted to give you an example this month, all of our episodes are on love of different kinds. So a really precious part of my life is my community and relationships. So I wanted to bring on some dear friends who are walking in adventurous, amazing, doing exploits, things that I'm super impressed by, and all of them are single. And so we can hear from people who are doing it. They may want a relationship, they may struggle some days and then be okay other days. I think a lot of us can relate, um, but yet they're still moving forward. And so I want to introduce you, one, to my assistant, Alana Selvig. Hi. So she is the reason that my head is above water. And I'm so grateful for her. She also does the editing for this podcast and does all the things behind scenes. So thank you, Alana, for being here. Hello. Happy to be here. (laughs) Our microphones are down here. So that's why we got awkward happening. And this is a musical. Yes. I'm Benita Scott. <laughs> she is a vice principal at a mm-hmm. middle school mm-hmm. and also very politically minded yes. to help with the future generation being educated Absolutely. and knowing who they are and their identity and fulfilling those purposes. Yes. Awesome. Uh, yes. This is my dear friend. Kelly Calabrese. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I got a little nervous ahead of time. I know them, but sometimes when the camera gets on, my brain gets on vacation. Yeah. So Kelly oh Calabrese is amazing. So she's an entrepreneur. She has exercise gyms. Yeah. Wow. She's written books. Mm-hmm. And she's also been on a journey of divorce and now single. And she has a lot of healing um, online programs for women coming out of divorce. So mm-hmm. make sure we'll put links yes. for all the people and you can vote for Anita Scott (laughs) for when she decides to run. This is a preliminary. Um, And so you want to get plugged in with her. If you're divorced or you're going through even just a painful breakup, something that's really uh, hurt your heart, there's a lot of resources out there. I'm Dr. Shannon Crawford, and this is Rachel Childress. Um, She and I are dear friends, and we get together for like an hour coffee, which is like six hours. Um, So she does international cybersecurity, which is super fun and all the things. And Trinity Wilson. Yes. um, She is amazing. And let's just take a moment. Pink hair. Shall we? Uh, Trinity Wilson is a worship leader. She loves to sing, incredible voice. She also dressed me today. (laughs) And our makeup artist is also here. Shout out, Diana. Um, and Trinity is getting her marriage and family degree yes. for counseling. And yes. she is one of my students at the T- uh, King's University. Yay. And Jennifer, I'm so glad Jennifer Updike is with us. And she works for Innovations 360 and they have innovative mental health processes mm-hmm. in Dallas. And they probably have multiple locations, I would assume. 
We've got one in Austin as well. Okay, I love it. So everybody's in different industries, different ages, life experience, never married, divorced, different walks of life. So I thought it'd be fun to just talk about how do you walk in contentment mm. the best you can when maybe that's still a desire of your heart to have a relationship and to be in love month where it's everywhere in your face mm -hmm. and not just eat all of the chocolate out of <laughs> self-depression and despair, but to stay joyful and maybe it's not always been glamorous, but what have you guys found that's helped? I like how you asked the question of how do we walk in contentment? Because I have found that learning how to walk in contentment yeah. is how to walk in contentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not someone who has a master's in walking in contentment. I'm continually a student of learning how to walk in contentment. That's good. Yeah. Anything that's helped in particular? Um, community mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. It's big. Like this right here. Yeah. Um, I like how you said when you and Rachel get together for coffee, a one hour coffee is like six hours. Yeah. And I tapped Kelly and was like, oh, that's like our brunches. Yeah. Like, yeah. We always sit down like at one, but we leave like at 630, you yes. know, but that just fills my heart, yeah. you know, and it's like a camel, a camel can drink water and then go on for months. Like mm -hmm. community is, I feel like that yeah. in my life. Community so is how I walk in contentment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think even there's a lot of Married couples that are really actually lonely. Mm -hmm. So just having a ring on your finger doesn't actually mean you're relationally connected and fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think as far as being in relationship, what satisfies that need for community for you guys? I, I think, gosh, I think the diversity in mm -hmm. community, mm -hmm. um, making sure that the group that's around me, uh, like if I'm in a single season, making sure people around me are not just single. I want to have married mm. friends. I want to have friends that are walking through a divorce. I want to have good. friends that are struggling with being single, others that are thriving and being single mm. and great dating relationships. Mm -hmm. So it really keeps like a balance because I'm hearing um, not just the, the, the good things, but also the negative things that yeah. they're walking through yeah. that help yes. keep it balanced because yeah. our perception on others, um, and what they're, what they're going through tends to change mm. uh, whenever uh, we let them into our inner circle. So keeping that, yeah, I don't know, that diversity. So balanced. That mm -hmm. sounds really healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this well, is this it's my turn. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> Don't say that. I would agree that um, nurturing a lot of relationships yeah. fills that that place, mm -hmm. and that a place that you wouldn't necessarily be filled just because you were married. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, when you're married, you're going to need those. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. nurturing a lot of relationships and a lot of. Um, like male relationships and female relationships. Yeah. I like to keep my male relationships in group setting though. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think it's important to have a variety so that um, it's filling that healthy piece of having male and female interaction. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know one year I did a, for Valentine's day weekend, I did a um, camping trip with a mm. group of my friends and we did this big filet steak dinner and, um, <laughs> and just made it really fun. And it just gave so much life and, you know, depth to the holiday. And yeah. it was, yeah. it was, it was a great joy. Wow. I love that. That's yeah. a creative idea. Yeah. I said, I'm going to make this holiday great. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you know, we have a choice in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to get into self-pity and just feel sorry for yourself and then realize, oh my gosh, there's like a gajillion amazing fun people that mm -hmm. we could be hanging out with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love talking about love because there's so many different kinds. When we think about the month of love, we think about that like romantic, like mm -hmm. even erotic, like that eros love, but yeah. there's that fila love, which is like the brotherly friendship love. Yeah, and yeah. I'm always looking for like the best in people. Like if I feel like I'm a little sad, like I'm like, who are my funny friends? Yes. And I'm really intentional about making sure that like no one person can meet all of our need mm. for love. That's why I have like different friend groups. I'm like, well, this is like, we can go deep and yeah. this is like Good. we could just be go be adventurous yeah. with this yes. friend and so having a big variety of mm -hmm. friends that fill my love tank in yeah. different areas i love that who do i want to go to church with or who likes yeah. to go painting yeah. with me and mm -hmm. so just being really intentional about having different friend groups to I fill that that philos that brotherly friendship mm -hmm. sisterly love yeah absolutely yeah. for me it's so definitely been like mentors mm -hmm. like having people speaking into my life and having people mm -hmm. speaking into the parts of me that might feel a little bit less than because I'm single mm -hmm. sure you know what I mean because okay. and it's funny like if like 
if that's what you're really desiring, like mm -hmm. those, the mentors that are suitable for you and that work for you mm -hmm. will come into your life. Cause I mean, I didn't want like super serious, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I got to be on my best behavior for these people. Like mm -hmm. my mentors are like my big sisters and like mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones who are like Trinity, like this doesn't have anything to do with your worth. Mm -hmm. It does not mean mm -hmm. you're less than, or it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And so they're speaking into my life at the same time. They're having fun with me and yes. we're having karaoke parties yeah. and like, so you, like finding your people and finding the ones who can also speak into you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So one of the things I hear a lot of my clients say is it can be hard to cultivate community. So what have you found in being the kind of friend that you want to have the kind of community that you'd like to be around versus a lot of the toxic people that we can get around and it'd be real, real rough. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? I kind of like ponder it and like mm -hmm. think about it. Yeah, totally. Well, I heard someone earlier say that if you're looking for a friendship, think about the kind of friend you want yeah. mm -hmm. and then be that friend. Mm -hmm. And I know that in, even in my own life, I've really even recently started practicing learning how to give without expecting. It's mm -hmm. good. And so I'm saying that because when I'm being yeah. a friend, I'm learning that friendship is a part the, the a part of that practice is yeah. learning. Oh, I might be giving in that way, but that doesn't mean they also give in that way. Yeah. So then learning and discerning how do they give and being thankful for that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if my love language is touch, someone else's love, uh, love language might be gifts. Yeah. yeah. So just because they don't come in and high five me and hug me, I'm not, I shouldn't think, yeah. oh my God, what's wrong? What did I do? Yes. Like, you know, yeah. did I make them upset? But then learning and yeah. discerning, okay, our friendship is this wide, is this yeah. expansive. That's mm -hmm. so good because I was having a conversation with some friends um, about some of my shortcomings. <laughs> and, <Sorry. laughs> um, and I'm like the worst texter on the planet, mm. but when other people don't text me back, it really doesn't hurt my feelings. So I have to be super conscious about, no. okay, if I'm going to be a good friend to them, yeah. me not responding is hurtful to them. Yeah. Wow. It's not yeah. hurtful to me, yeah. but I have to keep in mind that, yeah. okay, yeah. the things that I might like, or dislike, mm -hmm. or that might work for me, might not work for somebody else. So that's mm -hmm. a really good point. That's really that's good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I have a private Facebook group. And when the ladies come in, I ask them, what is your greatest challenge? And these are women going through separation, divorce, post-divorce. And mm -hmm. the number one thing that they say the most is loneliness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm also in an area where it's, it's booming. It's a neighborhood that's growing. And there's a Facebook, there's a group. And I'm, the same thing, the women are like, we just feel so lonely. Mm -hmm. We don't know anyone. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? doing uh -huh. to connect uh -huh. what are you doing to not be lonely we're yeah. at a time where we're isolated which they use to punish people in prison isolation yes. so what are you doing to be the friend mm -hmm. yeah are you connecting are you getting out of your house are you joining groups are you yeah. you really have mm -hmm. to be so intentional yeah. about being the friend or you're going to be lonely oh absolutely yeah. so the, yeah. the pain of being lonely is so great then yeah. go out and take a risk and say hello <laughs> and smile yes. and find your people and and you really, it's not going to happen if you're just sitting in your house. Yes. You I think go be it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. What you said about it being a risk, because mm -hmm. for some people, for myself, I tend to be more of an extrovert and I want to connect with any person that is in my midst. <laughs> like I just met all of you except mm -hmm. for Dr. Crawford. And I love just looking at all <laughs> right. of you. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But, um, I know for myself, I have close friends that have experienced like really heavy social anxiety, mm -hmm. just from the thought of stepping out and mm -hmm. like talking to someone that you barely have a relationship with or barely have a connection with yeah and with that it's okay um and with can that, you get her face <coughs> this one also is getting my face oh that one yeah. okay good and with that um it also presents an opportunity it, i mean it's an opportunity for them to step out and like have um have new friends have new connections but at the same time it's it's really um, daunting to yeah. take that step and to oh, take sure. that action step. Yeah. And so I think it's important too, to recognize that we're not all on the same mm -hmm. playing field in terms of our comfort level with stepping out. Mm -hmm. And I'm only saying that because like what you were talking about, like for me, I'm like, mm -hmm. it's a no brainer, just make new friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's Thanks not, it's not that, it's yeah. not that simple. And yeah. so I would just want to encourage anyone that's like, 
oh, I, I, I really don't know what to do. Or if they're sitting in their house yeah. and they haven't left for a week or whatever, that it, it yeah. is a risk yeah. and it is hard, but after that action, it'll be rewarded with, yeah. with whatever you're trying to do with whatever you're trying to achieve. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And going That's into so any of it with a mindset of what can I do to love and serve this person? Mm-hmm. Come on. Because yeah. yes. and anyone, anyone loves to be asked about themselves. Right. Yes. So true. Yes. And so it's an easy way to yes. just, yes. Win, yes. you know, yeah. just to approach any relationships that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a really so good, good point. Yeah. And I think in our business world, we've sort of um, flip-flopped what the measure of success looks like. Mm-hmm. So someone might feel very comfortable at work and then very isolated and lonely at home. Yes. So they may feel a measurement of success, networking, collaborating, mm-hmm. um, finishing projects together. But then when you get home, you're, you're sort of feeling like, okay, I'm just warming up my, my leftovers and I'm eating dinner yeah. by myself. Yeah. And so I remember having this great conversation with my cousin. She doesn't live here in Texas, but she was amazing at networking, Mm -hmm. amazing at building partnerships, but she felt absolutely alone. Mm -hmm. And so what you were saying, we were just walking through what does it look like to open the door for someone and Mm -hmm. not expect anything in return. Mm -hmm. They might not say, you know, thank you for doing that or paying for someone's meal and not Mm -hmm. even expecting them to come back and thank Mm -hmm. you. But learning how to extend yourself is taking Mm -hmm. a risk. Yeah. 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 And I think it's helped me because I've moved a ton. Mm. And so as a flaming extrovert who <laughs> needs friends, that's how I function. Um, I'll normally like try to spend a lot of time by myself with the Lord. So I'm amped up yeah. so that then when I have to go into a new place, a social gathering, a community group, a church by myself, I'm like, okay, I have all my little social reserve yeah. so that I can be friendly. <laughs> and I think sometimes I would put too much stock in the first person and almost create an expectation that like, mm, we're so going to be so much best friends. <laughs> But like you're going to feel just like that. And they're like, oh, my life is already full and established. And they're like, oh, we're not the same after all. And so I just feel like the more you put yourself out there and you go to things yeah. and the more you volunteer, that is totally my trick. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm going to go to a conference or retreat or a community group, I'm like, how can I volunteer? What can I do oh, to help? Because it gives right. me a job. And then I'm yeah. not a self-conscious standing there, not knowing anybody. Cause yeah. I'm like, I will register you and check you yeah, in for something word. I've never done. <laughs> and it helps you like, look like, you know what you're doing. And people that are shy come up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and then yeah. You meet the other shy, uncomfortable people that don't know anybody. And now you do have a little friendship. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 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 I do have a question for like whoever wants to answer it but what would you say to the person who has like tried to branch out and make relationships and they're still feeling lonely like they feel fulfilled whenever they're with people Mm -hmm. but like deep down like they just have this like loneliness root Mm -hmm. what would you what would you (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what I want everyone say? else to answer. Yeah, honestly, because I feel like that's where I am. Because uh-huh. there have been a lot of moments when I've just been like filling my schedule with relationships mm-hmm. and friendships. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not like romantic relationships, <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> but like filling my time with people that I love and events that I love and fun things. But then, like deep down in like the yeah the depths yeah. of who mm-hmm. I am, I'm like. Well, dang. Yeah. yeah. I'm still by myself. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even like mm-hmm. romantic. Really. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. just this loneliness. Yeah. I don't have any other word, but a loneliness root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think this is you, but for the sake of our audience, some people experience that because it falls self, true self. Mm-hmm. And so we don't realize when we go into the, oh my God, girl, so good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And we're almost like in the entertainer or performer mm-hmm. and we're being somebody versus mm-hmm. like, almost like metaphorically, like you're taking your mask off, which we all do this. All of us have false self, true self. Um, And so there's not the depth of intimacy and connection in that. Mm. I don't think that's necessarily you, Mm. but I do think it's helpful for our audience that sometimes we have relationships where we're so afraid of being rejected or unwanted Mm. that we might Mm. still have a little bit of like a little bit of performance and we don't truly feel Mm. known. (laughs) (laughs) So so not accurate. That's weird. No, that's not me. (laughs) I'm not crying in the I think one important piece, because I I resonate with that too. One thing that has helped myself in that journey Mm -hmm. is 
getting comfortable with myself mm-hmm. and, and getting curious, yeah. being led by curiosity into yeah. who I am. That's Because really if I can't sit still with myself, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get away from myself. Yeah. So like, yeah. I can't. I keep I, going. I, I know I, I'm left yeah. with me. So <laughs> if I don't like me, then I need to check some things yeah. that are going on inside mm. of me before mm. I can say, okay, this external remedy will help me or this mm. external person will help me. Cause then I don't want to be um, codependent with someone mm-hmm. and saying like, as, as amazing as it is to have someone to talk to every day, I think that's really important to have a continuous dialogue with people and like with people yeah. that are in your corner. But at the same time, if I can't sit in silence with myself or if I can't yeah. sit in my living room with my little dog by myself mm-hmm. and mm. not just be content I know that there's something that's kind of stirring mm. on the inside exactly. so mm-hmm. that forces me to look in well not forces me but it prompts me to look yeah. in which often I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> to look inward and say mm-hmm. okay so what is what is that upheaval what is that anxiety or what is mm-hmm. that thing that is kind of stirring that's kind of itchy and not yeah. very mm-hmm. comfortable and how can I manage my own mindset and my own thought patterns so that I can actually be present with people and not be performing like what you were talking about, not be in this performance mindset, not trying to put on a face, but really just being present in the moment with people around you. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Somebody challenged me and I like a close sister friend Mm -hmm. relationship that I have. Um, She was like, Trinity, I think at some point, like you have to ask yourself at what point was what God placed in you like at what point did that become not enough Mm -hmm. and I was like (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) so yeah I totally yeah yeah, Yeah. that's a good word Mm -hmm. I'm glad you went there because I was about to say I know we just met but I know your desire is to not only know your creator but to know the one who's in love with your heart Good. You know, so then you have you have Father God, but then you have his son Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. who wants to be your bridegroom lover. Mm-hmm. So then he is someone who is wanting to sit with you. And there's and that's even for our audience, there's an invitation always yes. for the one who created us to say, Yeah, mm-hmm. let's go to that spot mm-hmm. where something was exchanged. for, I don't know if I'm good enough by myself. Mm -hmm. I need validation from others. And it is great to have validation from others, but sometimes that becomes sinking sand Mm -hmm. because they may not meet all of our bucket and they may not fill our bucket. So then we can go back to the one who created us. And then that can be a scary place. And I have to, Mm -hmm. I have to be honest, that can be very scary and intimidating. Mm -hmm. If we have had people in our life and we ascribed those same character traits to God or Jesus. And so sometimes his voice might be intimidating. Or if someone is saying, no, have a relationship with Jesus, that can be intimidating. If there are people in our life who we thought were supposed to look like Jesus, Mm. but they didn't. And so then there's a huge mountain of disappointment. But then we go back mm-hmm. to Jesus mm-hmm. because sometimes people mm-hmm. can let us down. Yeah. And so I can say that because that for me is the learning opportunity because mm-hmm. I have had times where I'm like, I'm not enough. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not enough. And Jesus will say, you're right. We together mm-hmm. are enough, you know? And yeah. so it's, there's yeah. always, for me, there's always an invitation on the table to be reminded mm-hmm. that my community is with God, his yeah. son, Jesus, and it's in community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. See these goosebumps on my <laughs> She will be running for office. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm on your campaign team. That's I don't right. know what you're running for, but I'm here. <laughs> uh, and I would say the reason that I was like, oh gosh. Um, I'd say the biggest thing that we have aloneness because there's a part of us that is alone in the unconscious. So whether we know Jesus or we don't know Jesus, we have faith, spirituality, friends, community. Mm-hmm. If that part of me is disconnected, it's also disconnected from me. So when I feel shame and I go, oh, that's a bad part of me. I don't want to think about it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to go there. Even if it was unconscious, even if it was a really long time ago, that's still a literal part of the soul that's Mm -hmm. down there disconnected Mm -hmm. from relationship. So you can be around amazing Mm -hmm. people. It could be your wedding day. It could be this absolute pinnacle moment, but we would still feel really, really alone because that part of me is disconnected even from myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's that feeling of being in a crowd and yet Mm -hmm. still feeling alone. Then that's work for me. Then I know, okay, I need to probably 
schedule a therapy session or inner healing or freedom or pastoral or whatever people do, mm -hmm. I need to get that scheduled mm -hmm. because a lot of times my own defense mechanisms make it hard for me to recognize what's yes. down there. I can help yes. every day, everybody else. And that's what a big part of this channel is. Mm -hmm. I don't have it all figured out. Right. I can help you to a degree um, ethically and you're far away. You're not my client, but <laughs> I'm happy to help. But then I also know that I have defense mechanisms. We all right. have that. Yeah. And just because you have the head knowledge doesn't mean you have the ability to go inside and to realize, oh my gosh, I have a judgment from two years old. Mm -hmm. Or I just had a situation that happened and I got offended over a text message that I look back at it after spending time processing and doing some work on myself. And I'm like, that was not a bad text message. No. That was completely me. Mm. That was all me. And I said something I shouldn't have said. I handled it in an inappropriate way. Not like terrible, but just mm -hmm. like, I wish I would have done that better, but it was my defense mechanism, my mm -hmm. coping mechanism yeah. for helping my shame and whatever was down there that caused that. And so I think a lot of times people are either married or single and they're in the exact same spot emotionally of feeling really disconnected and alone. And so in love month, a lot of people think, oh, you're, you guys are happy because you're in a relationship or you're happy because you're not in my relationship. I wish I was single. Oh dear God. And it's like, everybody is usually dealing with something on the inside. That's making all of us actually feel pretty alone and discontent. And we're happy for these like little periods. And then we come back alone, sitting on the couch at night, eating the TV dinner or whatever. <laughs> yes. And it's like, man, I feel so alone. Or you do the inner work. And now it's like, I have a supernatural contentment as an extrovert uh -huh. to be able to sit by myself uh -huh. and be like, I'm so content and uh -huh. happy. I actually yeah. like me. Yeah. yeah. Look at God. Look at yeah. that. What are you doing? Yeah. That's shocking. <laughs> That's right. So what's yeah. that transition been like for you guys in seasons where you feel good alone and then seasons that you're like, whoa, not so feeling it. I would say that I'm alone, but not lonely. Yeah. And so when I know I have time alone, I like to do things and it might be like home spa things or reading or sitting outside at oh, the yeah. lake and mm. putting my feet in the grass. But then I also just like being alone mm -hmm. too. So I like the doing stuff and I plan for it, but just being, I imagine a heaven experience. Mm. So I imagine I'm like, what's the highest thing that I can possibly imagine? It's heaven. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be alone. I'm just going to lay out here in the lounge chair and imagine what heaven would be like. Yeah. And then I'm not lonely anymore. Yeah. And it just, you can ask questions while you're there and you can get creative ideas when you're there. And so yeah. if I'm feeling like lonely by myself, then I just imagine that experience mm -hmm. and you can't help but leave feeling so filled with peace. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, I loved how that earlier um, that you touched on volunteering was mm -hmm. so important to you. Not only volunteering, but I think um, having an active athletic and fitness connection, right? Oh, Whether you're yeah. going in on a walk with friends or you're going yes. to Orange Theory, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever that may be, you're also getting the endorphins, but you're doing it with people That's and good. you're making a connection. We're not yeah. just sitting here for five hours. Let's go yeah. for a walk and yeah. walk and yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we're getting out of the house. We're yeah. doing things together. Yeah. Um, but also just, just making time for those things yeah. and, and making it a priority. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've almost enjoyed filling up my spare time as a single person with things I love and different hobbies so much that I'm like, Oh, I like this too much. <laughs> Never saw that happening. Yeah. Um, but just a variety, I have a variety of hobbies, whether it's mountain biking or oh. painting or reading oh. or getting a massage or, um, serving. I think serving is big because, mm -hmm. you know, looking for ways to get outside yourself and serve other people or volunteer yeah. Yeah. is yes. extremely life-giving. Yes. And, um, it's important to be living on purpose too. I think that adds a lot of purpose. So if, um, if we're not living with some sort of purpose, I think we start feeling empty. Yeah. So yeah. that's so good. Mm -hmm. So I think a theme I'm hearing from all of you is that you put yourself out there mm -hmm. to build relationship with intentionality, whether it's serving mm -hmm. or exercise or volunteering or mm -hmm. going to school or doing something that you're in relationship actively, even if you have to be the first person to approach people. Yes. And then you're starting to create rhythms and filling your schedule. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people will look at my life and think, oh my gosh, like you just have so many friends. And I'm like, actually, I do a lot of pursuing. 
because yeah. people think I'm busy, a lot of people actually don't reach out. And so I'll be like, Hey, what does next weekend look like? Yeah. You know, like, so a lot of people have unrealistic expectations that you're just going to have the friends TV show as your community group <laughs> instead of like, Oh no, like there's some intentionality and planning and being, you know, in connection, um, in connection with people. Yeah. And I love how you've really done that. I've watched you from afar with our Dallas community. So yeah. what are some things that you would recommend in healthy male, female community groups? One of my gifts is uh, organizing people. So it does come easy for me to, mm -hmm. you know, instigate an ac activity for people mm -hmm. to come be a part of. And yeah. um, so it's helpful to have somebody in a group that's using that talent. But um, yeah, just coming up with different creative ways. I mean, there's another girl in our group that does that. Last night we went out and did a, at the DMA, we did a um, little craft night. And it was just such a fun way to do something that made laughter and you get to create yeah. and oh, I love that. um one time i a couple times i did a retreat weekend where men and women could come and we did a lot of hiking and eating together and there was some encouraging spiritual things in the weekend too so that it had like a focus to it uh -huh. um just to create positive engagement and encouraging type of uh, interactions. Yeah, that's so good. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so we've had several requests to talk about the dating situation <laughs> mm -hmm. in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that you're bringing that up because as you were talking about like moments where we've been really content and moments mm -hmm. where we haven't been content, yeah, I feel like for the majority of my life, I've been very content just being single. Mm -hmm. Like I've just been living my best life, you know, yeah. well, maybe not my best life, but <laughs> life. Pretty good. <laughs> right. And so it wasn't until there was this situation ship situation <laughs> until, which I didn't know that term. So maybe you should define it. Situation ship is when there's like, you know, kind of we're talking we're talking we're in the talking oh, stage but you just kind of stay in the talking stage <laughs> okay no there's no progression no commitment and yeah no commitment so there it was one of those and i became very like just not content anymore yeah. i'm like yeah sure well, it awakens something and yeah. then there's no satiation mm -hmm. to it i was like i was doing just fine yeah. until yeah. you yeah. yeah so um yeah i would love to hear what you guys have to say about the time when you're not content like mm. how do you navigate that yeah mm. i call it content but contending <clears throat> Mm. so I'm like okay I'm content with where I am I'm so thankful I mean I fill a page with all the things I'm just grateful for but then I'm like okay this is what I'm contending for and as I meet people whether they're married single male female I'm always looking for things in them that's like the foreshadowing mm. of the person that's to come in my future mm. I'm like wow this man was really wise or that's, this person is a good, good patient and so every time I meet yeah. someone I'm always mm. looking for the good in them yeah. and I just like make a little mm. note like I'm contending for someone who is adoring like that man and adores mm, that woman and, yeah and so yeah. i'm like i'm so content but i'm contending like i know mm, something great is coming that's good but until then i'm just gonna be at peace yeah, and content. that's awesome and i think yeah. that's a huge key because like the moment we create interpretation like an event is neutral but the moment my brain creates an interpretation mm -hmm. now those neurochemicals start mm -hmm. the train of whatever emotions are going to mm -hmm. happen yeah so if i see somebody and i'm like oh man they have this perfect marriage or relationship then in that moment i have like a split second yeah. decision yeah. between celebrate and go wow that's amazing i'm gonna contend and believe for that and start mm -hmm. thinking for it or i can be i don't have that oh man uh -huh. and go in like navel gaze and self-depression uh -huh. and self-pity but yeah. instead if i can immediately go thank you god that i'm gonna have that thank you that that's mm -hmm. part of my relationship mm -hmm. if i immediately like almost like stand up on the inside and yeah. start declaring and being grateful i've found that it protects me mm -hmm. from that slump that i am very vulnerable uh -huh. to yeah. and it wow. takes away the comparison it takes yeah. away the anxiety yeah. like i just because i know that's coming for me i just believe mm -hmm. it because i believe in all these good things and promises it's just how i choose to live so I'm not going to in that moment yeah. be like, oh, I don't have that because mm -hmm. we're not, I mean, comparison will kill and steal your joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. I've just pre-decided that I'm not going to live my life that way. I want so you to I'm, say that again. I pre-decided to live a life of peace and joy mm -hmm. and contentment mm -hmm. so that when I go out into the world, I carry that peace with me and I'm not looking at comparing or my lack and I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. 
look at what a good dad that man is or look so I'm like there's good in everyone and I just go out really looking for it and believing someday it'll never be perfect but I'm like kind of have this little like oh I want someone who adores me but that man adores that woman yes and it just helps it keeps me really content that's amazing that is keep that in mind yeah I also have another question great thank god you're here so I have found that like a lot of people who know my situation with like dating or not dating or whatever you call this (laughs) situationships um a lot of them have been like you have to know your worth you have to know your worth you have to know your worth and there was one point where I was praying and I was like Lord I know my worth I know my worth But I really think the Lord showed me in that moment that it's not that I don't know my worth. It's that I get really hurt when other people don't see Mm. it. So don't recognize it. Right. Mm. Have y'all experienced that? Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I know my worth, but it actually really hurts when somebody else doesn't see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is probably healthy. And he's not the one. Yeah. (laughs) If he doesn't see your worth, he is not the one. It would be like nerve endings. Like if you burn off your nerve endings and you keep your hand on a hot stove, your hand will burn off. Mm. Like you're supposed to have an internal reaction. Like a lot of times I'll say anger is one of your healthiest emotions Mm. because anger is the healthy, if you steward it. Mm -hmm. Like if I say I'm angry about that, not that I can be the Hulk and I can go like punch people in the face and (laughs) smash their tires. Yeah. That was a joke, but Um, but if I am angry and go oh because this is not healthy they're not recognizing my worth that's great then that just lets me know a boundary that I need to set whether in a friendship or in a situationship or whatever the thing is then I just know ahead of time like this probably isn't something that's good for me if they can't recognize that and I don't need to sell them on me Mm. I can know my worth without having to convince them of that and then we're good we don't need to get close and if you're confident of your worth you're willing to cut something off yeah that yeah. isn't treating you respectfully. Yeah, that's good. So be really intent. I like to be really um, forthright and clear about yeah. asking about what are your intentions here, and yeah. um, you know if if it's not moving in this direction, then let's stop communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what a beautiful gift that yeah. you know that because you don't want to go you know six months, nine months down the road yeah. with someone oh like gosh. you know in a date or two if yeah. they know you're worthy or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great checkpoint. Like, mm-hmm. no, he's not seeing my worth. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So it's healthy. As long as we're not operating out of shame, you know, like if somebody takes a phone call and you're sitting there and it's like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't know my worth. I'm like, let's let's back it down. We have that extreme. But on the other pendulum, some people will stay in something and they'll even create an emotional soul tie where it's really hard to get out of a relationship Mm -hmm. and your soul and emotion are all tied. But at the very beginning, you already knew some red flags. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to know, like, this is my worth and I'm going to work on that. But it's also fair to say, I know my worth, but other parts of me don't. So like I can be confident, really single me and be like, I know my worth. And then I get in a relationship with a boy and I'm like, I am six years old and I will like have most of the Why are you all like me? I don't know what to do with my hands. And so there's other parts of me. I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh my God. It's real. There's different parts of the soul. And so some parts of me are like on it. I know who I am. And other parts of me don't. And then that's just a discovery and an invitation and inner healing and freedom and Mm -hmm. therapy. To go, mm-hmm. oh, that part of me doesn't know that. And I can invite mm-hmm. that part of me into relationship with yes. the conscious me mm-hmm. to now start discipling that part of me into my identity. Okay. The Great. parts That's of good. self. That's where I'm at. It's a game changer. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, okay, wow, yeah, there is a part of me that knows I'm worthy and knows I'm worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. There's some other parts <laughs> that are like, oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I feel yeah. like we don't really give room for that right. it's like mm-hmm. we're, we all try to nothing. be so black or yeah mm-hmm. black and white all or nothing and yeah. Yeah. either whole or broken yeah yes. Yes. instead yes. of on the way to being uh, yes. 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 yes and and so maybe a couple of weeks ago so interesting i can speak oh so well to that because <laughs> i'm on the journey right um so my emotional part is longing and contending for a relationship um, my mental part, but because I have in the last few years, like struggled with health challenges, mm. I often mm. would think, wow, what will it look like to be in a relationship, but have all of these health challenges. Mm. And so I would find myself like contending for a gentleman to know my worth, 
But then I would become afraid of mm. what if he finds out about this with me and about this, just mm. I've had this health struggle and this mm. health struggle. And I was having a conversation with my creator and he was letting me know, like, Father God just told me your self-protection has actually been your self-sabotage. Come on. Yeah. Wow. And wow. I have been living in self-preservation for years. Wow. And he didn't condemn me. It wasn't condemnatory. I, was, I didn't walk around in shame. I was actually like, thank you for the invitation for freedom Come on, yeah. to make this exchange because yeah. you're my protection. Yeah. I don't have to protect myself. Yeah. And now as I'm content in contending, I love that. Yeah. And now I can pre-decide. <laughs> right? yeah. And now I can pre-decide that I'm not in charge of self-preservation because that has always demonstrated itself in self-sabotage. Yeah. And so, and that just points points to how there are so many parts of us, but we don't acknowledge it. And we either think we're either whole or broken. Yeah. yeah. And then when it doesn't work, we must be broken. Yeah. And yeah. Lou of saying, what, what part of me wanted, yeah, <laughs> what part of me was withholding yes. what I really wanted, but yeah. now I'm blaming and they didn't see my worth. Yeah. You know, I think you need to break that down. Cause that was so good. <laughs> um, so what would that look like in a practical well, for me now, I know that I still have some, some health challenges. God has healed me in so many ways, but there are still things that I'm like, okay, God, and now I'm contending for that. I'm contending for this. So now for me, when, if I meet someone, I don't have, I used to think this probably won't last. Cause once I tell him about this and this and this, but I never even got to that place because the energy I was sending out was already creating a self-sabotage. Mm -hmm. It was already, the wall was already yes, falling, but yes. then I would be shocked that the wall fell mm -hmm. and I would be shocked that he didn't call me back or we were supposed to meet, but now he had to go do this. And I thought we were going to go do this and yeah. what happened? And I'm thinking, I'm great. I'm a vice principal and I'm on my way to the political arena and I'm all these yeah. things. And I'm like, he didn't see it. Yeah. He saw my wall. Oh, I think we need to just take that in. Yeah. <laughs> we all have yeah. a lot of walls. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He, yeah. he saw my wall. I may not be letting him see beyond yeah. my wall. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you also didn't give him an opportunity to see you fully. Yes. With everything. Uh, yeah, wow. Exactly. Yeah, and, that, and that was because of my self-preservation, mm -hmm. my self-protection. Okay. So because we have a mixed audience with lots of people in the world, if I were hearing that, not being me, that is, but somebody listening, somebody might think, oh, okay, so I'm going to not show, I'm not going to have walls. So maybe we sleep together right away. Oh, no. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Letting um, a man see your worth, does that mean, what does that mean to you? For me, letting a man see my worth means he is pursuing why I am worthy. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So it's He's not, <laughs> yes. For me, letting a man see my my worth means he has to pursue why I am worthy. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah. So I'm not exposing Come on. in any way yep. why I am beautiful yes. before it is time for him to see why I am. Hey. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so for me now, because I have just made that exchange of, okay, I don't want to live in self-preservation. I don't want to live in self-sabotage. So you know what? I don't have all the answers right now. If I were writing a book, I would only be on chapter three. I would not be on chapter 11 Yeah. because in the natural, I have not walked out now. What does it look like for this wall to come down? This is literally just two weeks ago when I had this breakthrough, but it was so awesome because the invitation did not bring me condemnation and shame. It was like, now that I am praying and contending in this way, I now expect to see the fruit look different. Yes. Yes. Now I will see a red apple and not a rotten apple. Okay. You know, yeah. and so I expect this fruit to now look differently in yes. my life. So I'm excited because one of the things we can look forward to, someone said it earlier, we have promises mm -hmm. from our father, God. Mm -hmm. And so in, with our audience, we like um, Kelly said, wherever you are in your life with it, with your religion or your relationship or your morals or your values, you can pre-decide if I am going in this direction, I want to see the fruit yes. of where I am going. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to live as a victim and say, I've never seen the fruit because then I get to go back and say, am I mm -hmm. living in, in self-preservation? Mm -hmm. am, am I self-sabotaging the fruit that I thought I was going to see? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah. And I think, oh, go ahead. I, I, no, I was just going to say, and in our society, um, when we have so many options, I would say yeah. we tend to 
going off of Mm self-sabotage, we tend to enjoy lots of options. Uh And with dating, (laughs) we will have lots of options. So we may have several people we're dating at once. And so um, I think we have to be careful um, how many people we're entertaining at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will share from personal experience. If I date more than one person at one time, I am not truly getting to know that person. Mm. If I have a different person Tuesday and then Thursday and Mm -hmm. then Saturday, I'm juggling so many people. Mm. How am I truly getting to know their personality? Mm -hmm. Um, I think dating can also teach us how to practice for divorce Yes, because we're going, Oh, I like, I like this Mm -hmm. part about him, but Oh, Oh. And then on Thursday, I like that part. And then I like this Mm -hmm. part over here. So we are literally setting ourselves up to continue to Uh self-sabotage and we keep all of these people around us um, for all the different options we have. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's to go to a work function or a church function, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And so I will have real frank conversations uh, when I start dating and say, um, to to give a sports analogy, I don't want to be one of your starting five, Uh right? I only want to be one. I only want to be one option. And it's, it's not for a long time. We'll know after one or two times yes. going out if we're going to pursue, but I can't put myself and my time and my worth in yes. this option of an alternating starting five yes. um, so because so that's good. where situationships come about, et cetera, <laughs> and your feelings. And also we, as women and as myself, uh, not being a virgin, I'm divorced. Right. So I also have to have accountability in dating. So when I'm dating, uh, if I'm going out with someone, uh, you know, did I come home? I have, I have accountability yeah. network yeah. that keeps me accountable that yeah. I have to literally talk about what happened yeah. because, <laughs> because I can just go, Oh, if nobody knows about it, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to go there. Um, but having this one person that I have to talk about, whatever it is, helps me also to keep balanced because as I'm inspecting the fruit, I want to also make sure it's real fruit mm. and not just fabricated. Mm. That's trying to go after yes. the prize. Yeah, so. that's so good. That's yeah. so, that's so <laughs> good. I mean, marriage is the first thing, first covenant that God brought together. So it's going to be the first thing the enemy tries to divide. Mm. So even as he's sending you out there as a single, that voice that he's like, "Well, mm. he'll find out about your health issues mm-hmm. and whatever our insecurities are." Yeah. We're going out onto that first date. Like, oh my goodness, what if he knows? You know, whatever. My bank account or my health yeah. or my mm-hmm. like that voice that's always getting in there just putting that Accusing. wedge in there right yeah. away mm-hmm. that we just have to arrest that voice and know mm. that it's under our feet and yeah. it has no authority in us and just go with that courage and confidence and boldness and resilience that whatever's in the past is in the past and good. whoever like he may have a doctor for you I mean who knows <laughs> yeah. that financially it's... sounds good <laughs> Yeah, we fix every whole problem, and yeah. Every, yeah. yeah. So we don't know, you know, what's to come, but mm-hmm. it'll be the one that will be what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just would say, like, quiet that voice that's mm-hmm. sending you out there, saying there's lack or you're not enough in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think continuing to put ourselves out there. Um, once you've been rejected, right. For whatever reason you want to draw back. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is text someone or go on and meet someone new, Mm -hmm. but continuing to put yourself out there and go, no, Mm -hmm. they didn't, they didn't reject me. This just isn't, this just isn't working. And so we have to continue to put ourselves out. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like the expression you hear in sales, you know, Mm -hmm. every no is one step closer to your yes. And so I think, Mm -hmm. I think in meeting people as well, we have to put ourselves out there. We have mm-hmm. to continue to put ourselves in groups, as Jennifer was saying, mm-hmm. where their opposite sex is there. I was joking with someone yesterday going, how are you ever going to meet a man unless he's your DoorDash delivery <laughs> or at your gym? Those are the only two places that you go during the week. Yeah. And so if you, you know, if you go to a, a church and then you run out the second the church is over, <laughs> yeah. how are you going to meet anybody? No right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No community. Yeah. So continuing to put yourself out there and say yeah. yes to these invitations or yeah. opportunities. And even if it fizzles out, right, yeah. you're going, yeah. okay, great. Yeah. You know, the next one, the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And continuing to connect other people. Like I'm a firm believer in when uh, what goes around comes around. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm making a point to go, oh, I should introduce those two people, Mm -hmm. then I know someone's actually going to pay that back to me as well. Something you mentioned, rejection. 
I feel like it's not something that we're taught how to receive well or how to give well. That's good. And I think in the, in the online dating world, which is just a hot mess, I feel like <laughs> yes. everybody's trying to figure true that, out. True that. That's I've done word. my best to try to figure out how to do it well. And I think within that is learning how to communicate that you're, you're not interested and won't be moving forward mm-hmm. and also learning how to receive it gracefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's missing. Yeah. yeah. And not tying your self-worth in the fact that yes. you know, either this or better. Right. Yeah. And I learned that, I don't know who told me, but somebody early in dating said, if something doesn't work out, just be like, hey, it's either this or better. And that mm. helped me lower my walls mm-hmm. of like giving it a shot. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a pendulum where we can go from one extreme of like, I can rescue him. It's okay, he's in debt. I've got a job. I'll make it happen. You know, with the rescuer over here who sees the hot mess, but she blindly thinks she can solve it for him. His mother, or on the other side, <laughs> she's going, Oh my god, issue, 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 issue. Yeah, instead of just like, Well, yeah, I see that. And mm. if it works out, that's great. And if not, that's okay too. But it's not like my lifeline. I think a lot of times as women, we define ourselves through our relationships. So if I feel rejected, that I am rejected versus, oh, it didn't work out. Um, it just wasn't the right one, yeah, but I learned right. from it. I grew from it. Yeah. Hopefully I helped that person and yes. built their self-esteem yes. and we had a great interaction. But if we tie our self-esteem into our relationships mm-hmm. as women, I think that we just get like set up for mm-hmm. self-sabotage and set up in the next yeah. time going, oh my God, I have to protect myself because mm-hmm. it hurt so bad mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gone into dates thinking, you know, I am amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. I go into dates and like, I'm amazing. And uh, if he doesn't catch the memo, that's not on me. It's really not my problem. And it's also like, we're just passing ships. Like, it's like, hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah. Like, it, okay. it doesn't work. And I would say when you're rejecting someone, I think that unsolicited feedback can come across as criticism. Mm -hmm. So when I go to reject someone, or as I like to joke and say, as I am passing their resume, (laughs) um, I will say a lot of times, uh, you know, it's just not working out and I wish you the best. And uh, it's a small world. I think we should stay connected, right? Networking. It's a small world. Who knows? Um, But definitely make it, make it a clear end Mm -hmm. point. Um, and I don't go into details. Why? Unless Mm. they then respond back. Was there something I did? Um, Was there something I could work on? How would you evaluate the last one guy? How would you evaluate the last three dates we went on so that I can get better? I'm like, you're asking for feedback. (laughs) So because he set the stage, then I Mm -hmm. went into detail about what what the experience truly was yeah and i think Um, that's a great opportunity to learn and be humble and ask those kinds of things because i think you you have to look at it's good to look at yourself and say how am i receiving rejection Mm -hmm. Um, because if i'm not receiving it well if i'm getting defensive or feeling angry back then that's something that i need to look at and because i've gotten some pretty hateful stuff towards me um, when I say I'm not interested in someone and to me that just like shows reveals their character and but when I get a man that is very respectful back and says thank you so much you know, or ask yeah. for feedback. I'm like, wow, you right. are. It's impressive. Right. Right. So who can Suddenly, I make? Yeah, so who I'll can I set you up with? Yeah. 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 Yes. Gen Z would never. No, no, no. Why? <laughs> That's Our the... generation. Well, okay. Like... So my thought. So I'm 27. I'm part of technically Gen X. Not quite Gen Z, but I'm like, uh-huh. okay, so we've got different Z, Gys, alphabets. Well, my I have been ghosted, and I have ghosted before. Uh-huh. I will say that, uh-huh. but that was kind of. It's actually- not really rude. I take that earlier comment. <laughs> 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 like, it's just so common for our it, age It's group. common, it's and like, it's also it it's also speaks. Conflict. Yeah, it, it speaks to our culture and mm-hmm. the the miss the miss missed opportunities to have mm-hmm. social awkward interactions mm-hmm. and to sit in the awkward mm-hmm. like yeah. but then growing up in this dating age where it's kind of this technological mm-hmm. mesh yeah. of or fabrication of yeah. an organic connection like hmm. people would go to the bars before or go to you know go to the club or go to go to church or whatever um it that's not as organic anymore yeah. mm-hmm. and while I don't I don't have anything against 
um, online dating because I've done it and I have friends that have gotten mm-hmm. married off of it mm-hmm. and, and all of that. It is a weird scenario. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap up, what would you say as just last comments to just bless our audience? Oh, I shouldn't say bless. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which Jen Richard out of Yeah. Like what are last things that you would say as people who are not just like sitting mm. at home, eating bonbons, doing nothing with your lives? Like you're all active, you're all career women, amazing. So what would be things that you would say in your own personal life that you'd be like, hey, I think this would enrich your life even if it's something easy, low stakes, you know, I don't know that this is like easy because it's something that I was like getting with God on uh-huh. for a while. Like I was getting really tired of seeing people on Instagram being like, Oh, I love myself this year that I'm going to love myself. And I was Let me like, pause you. Cause when you do that, you're talking really well. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. On I'll start over. Uh-huh. I would get on Instagram and I would see people being like, yeah, I love myself. This is the year that I'm going to love myself. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> How do you love yourself? And I mean, I guess it's biblical, like uh-huh. it's in the Bible. And so I was praying and asking the Lord and I felt like the Lord like showed me that true self-love is the lengths you will go to be in God's best. Mm. So if the lengths you'll go to be in God's best include like having a hard conversation with somebody Mm, or not going for the thing that you really want because you know that he has something better. Yeah. Like that is truly loving yourself. Mm. And that's, that's what I've been learning to walk in, not walk in, do. (laughs) (laughs) We don't say walk in. Um, but yeah, that's something that I've been learning to do and it's definitely made my life richer being like, okay, you know what? I'm saying no to something right now only because I know that God has something better, Yeah, you know? So that's something that's helped me. Love it. That is really good. I think mine is just seeking, um, to live unoffended. Mm-hmm. yeah that's hard to do and that's, that's, that's good yeah, yeah. That's, it. Drop. yeah. that's why she's a politician yeah. <laughs> but the kind that's trustworthy yes. yeah. so that's why i'm in her campaign that's right <laughs> i would say the lens that i like to look through for life is to let love win so that's really mm-hmm. the barometer that i like to make all my decisions mm-hmm. by because in the world there's going to be trouble there's going to be struggle and when yeah. you're pressed and things get hard whatever's in you is what comes out of you. Mm -hmm. So if you're filling yourself and loving yourself, then that's, what's going to come out of you when things get hard. And if you're keeping the anger and the depression Mm. and all the ugliness, bitterness inside, then that's what comes out of you when things Mm -hmm. get hard. So just keep filling love, the self-love in, and then give it out to the world and and let that cycle of love just keep winning. Yeah. And just that's, that's the highest good. And that's really why we're here. Mm -hmm. Love it. So good. Uh, I would say that, to encourage enriching one's life. Um, I have cut out social media in the, in the ways that it Mm -hmm. brings me down and I only access it to the, in the ways that it encourages me. And then it also gives me a lot more time in my life to (laughs) be doing things that are more productive and present with people. And, um, and another thing is play, like figuring out what in your life brings out that playful side of you that you get lost in enjoying yes. and, yeah. and plan those things. For me, it's adventure. I like to plan camping trips. I like to plan, um, you know, or it, it could also, I also love creating. So whether that's cooking mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. for someone gardening or something, yeah. just making sure you're having a regular dose of play in your life. Love. That means for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I get discouraged, a lot of time it's about timing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm lonely, just give it a couple of hours. It's about timing. Uh, You're suddenly yeah. going to be surrounded by people. If yeah. I'm walking through a, a challenging season, whatever it is, it's about timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as we're in the month of February mm-hmm. and relationships, 
and being discouraged. It can be, you just haven't met the person yet. Maybe the person hasn't moved to the Metroplex yet. So yeah. I, I just think it's all about timing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that mental reframe can help shift you out of a bad mood and protect sure. you. So pre deciding. That is really good. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good point on time, like to dovetail on that too, with timing to not constrict yourself to a timeline oh, that you yeah. have had for your life. Yes. Yeah. I have seen it with Word. myself. I've seen it with my <laughs> friends too, that yeah. they're like, oh, I'm, I'm 25, but I don't have three kids and I'm not married mm. yet. Like, I, I don't understand mm. why that hasn't happened yet. Like, yeah. don't confine yourself to that and enjoy the fun adventure that life brings. Mm. So I think looking at life with rose colored glasses, not necessarily like for romance, but looking at it in a romantic way to say, I have high expectancy for what's to come in my life. If that includes romantic relationship, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But if that, it, it definitely includes incredible people in my mm -hmm. life. So I will maintain yeah. this high level of expectancy mm -hmm. for amazing people to come find me yeah. and for me to yes. find them too and yes. me to stumble upon them. So, yeah. so have, if you have an expectation or high expectancy for good things, for good people to come into your life, then that will make your perspective more on that positive side and, mm. and less of the cynical i'm mm -hmm. i'm lonely i'm yeah. i'm gonna eat wait, what did you say bonbons, bonbons or something <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think to to go into what you were saying too like to to have your opportunities for fun and include other people in that so good mm -hmm. good and unlock you community i want you to be in your own soul that many times we're looking for the outside world to satisfy us. And the biggest takeaway that I can give you is do your inner work, mm -hmm. do the time mm -hmm. finding out where is my soul lonely or sabotaging or full of shame, insecurity, fear, pride, anger, whatever might be down there. Because as you heal that and you get that um, trapped emotion and trauma out of your soul that you didn't even realize might be down there. It's mm -hmm. still stuff in my own life. I really just hurt somebody's feelings by sending a text message that was misfired, right? Like they sent something that was actually meant to be encouraging and kind. And like my little shame pride reaction was super unhealthy. And now I have to go back and repair and there's damage control because of me. And so it's so easy to look for outside relationships, outside circumstances, and to blame others mm. for where you're at in your relationships. But if we can, as a community, as a tribe, as the Unlock You community, if we can be in good content, reading, being in groups, doing what you need to do to work on you, and then take that time so that your whole healthy self can be resilient and mm. love people through their mistakes, that you don't have to be perfect. Mm. We just want you to show up and do the best version you can and then the world around you gets healthier yeah. and you make mistakes they make mistakes and there's this buoyance and resilience and laughter where we can laugh at our mistakes versus ghosting and emotional severs and all the things oh, that our culture yeah. is doing right now i love you guys thank you for joining us and i pray that love month is absolutely fantastic for you bye, bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the greater calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.